Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I am so grateful that you're here. I am currently sitting in my bathrobe, fresh out of the shower, in my bed, recording this episode. And I feel like that kind of tells you the energy that I have coming off of my women's retreat. I have given myself much needed R&R this week, and gosh, my cup is just so stinking full. Wrapping up my first ever, ever retreat is a little bit surreal. And I've definitely given myself a couple of days to process. And I will say the night after my retreat, I slept for a solid 10 hours straight, like hard as a rock to recover. But now after giving myself some time, I'm finally ready to share a little recap, some lessons learned and some beautiful aha moments that were had. So let's dive in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. I have been dreaming of hosting a retreat for years now, and I had put it off for a lot of different reasons, and the process was so scary as are most things that we do for the first time. But it was just something that was sitting on my heart that I knew I was meant to do, that I knew I wanted to do, not just for the attendees that would come, but also for myself, I think. One of the things that was really special about this retreat was that I recruited my mom to come and not just to come and help me. She did help me do some prep work, but just to come and experience it herself. It was so stinking special having her there. And I've got to say, um, if you ask the attendees, I think maybe my mom is their favorite, not me. <laughs> the day before my retreat, though, my mom came early and we were packing all of the swag bags for the event. And as we were packing our swag bags, she looked over at me and she said, like, gosh, I just I feel I feel strangely relaxed right now. Like I feel like I need to be running around or doing something or helping you with something. And she said, I just, I think I'm feeding off of the energy that you're giving and you are so relaxed. And I sat back and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you know, I did feel oddly relaxed, oddly at peace, given the fact that I was hosting a first ever event for me in less than 24 hours. I mean, I was so relaxed that I was baking and making sourdough pancakes and doing things that I wouldn't have imagined that I would have been doing the day before my first ever retreat. And when I sat and journaled about it the morning of my retreat, I think it was a sign. Like I think it was this sign of true alignment for me. Now, if you all have been listening to the show lately, you would know that I've shared that this past year, I've just felt a little off, like a little in a funk. And I think a lot of that is because I've been misaligned in some way. And in that moment, I felt like, ah, oh, this is it. This is the feeling that I've been missing in my life and in my business, this feeling of true alignment, this feeling of total self-trust that the words that are meant to come at this event to these women are going to come to me as long as I show up authentically as myself with nothing but just love and compassion and light for these women. And it felt so stinking good, so 
stinking peaceful. And that was powerful. That was a really powerful realization for me just going into the event before it ever happened. Now, of course, I had some nerves. You know, most of these women were perfect strangers. I had never met them in person. A couple of them I had met virtually through my membership community, but many of them I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea, but I just trusted that I was exactly where I was meant to be and that whoever was going to be there was exactly supposed to be there too. Now, I have a lot of insights I'd love to share from the retreat itself, but I'm going to jump ahead really quick and share out field coming off of the retreat. You know, I'm an extrovert to the maximum and I get so much energy from in-person events and just being with people. That said, all of that energy, all of that adrenaline definitely leads to a crash once it's over. So after my 10 hours of sleeping after my retreat, I was in my kitchen and I walked over to my vision board that I have posted up there. And on the vision board, I saw this phrase and it hit me because it was the phrase that I had been using to tell people that were asking me, oh my gosh, how to go, how to go. The only words I had were, oh my gosh, it far surpassed my expectations. It went far better than I could have ever hoped or imagined. I mean, truly, it far surpassed my expectations. And right there on my vision board were the words cut out in big, bold black letters, far surpassing expectations. And what's wild is when I put it on there, I don't even think I knew why I put it there. It just felt like, "Mm, I feel like this belongs here. And it kind of hit me. But that wasn't even the best part. Right above it, I saw this cartoon of women, this illustration of women, and they're all standing in a line, a diverse group of women. And I sat and I was like, I wonder how many women there are. So I counted this picture of women that was on my vision board. And there were 14 women in a line. My retreat had 13 attendees, plus me, 14 women. Gosh, you know, listen, maybe it's coincidence. Or maybe, just maybe, all this vision boarding stuff actually works. Maybe, just maybe, this whole manifesting your dreams and believing something is possible actually works. I've got to believe that it does. It gave me total full body chills in that moment to realize, oh my gosh, I manifested this. And what's wild is when I put it on the board, I didn't know what that picture of women was symbolizing exactly. I didn't know what those words were going to mean to me, but I'm just making so many of these beautiful connections. And it just felt again, like Kaya, this is a sign. This is in true alignment for you. And that felt so stinking good. So retreat. I'd love to share some of my highlights, some of my big takeaways, but I think it's easy to look at an event or someone who pulls something off and I wouldn't change a thing about it. However, there were so many lessons that I learned in this process. So I love to share not just the good, but also the hard and messy too, because I'm all about transparency. And there's some things that maybe I would have wished I would have known before going into this process of sharing a retreat. So let's jump into this. Now, I've got to admit, this retreat process was, oh, there were a lot of ups and a lot of downs, okay? Actually creating the vision for my retreat came so easy and natural to me. You know, I always tell the women in my community that, yes, I'm a coach here. Yes, I'm a speaker, but I am one of you. And so when I created this retreat, I thought to myself, what would I want in a retreat? What would I be needing if this was me coming to retreat even a few years ago or even now today? What would I be needing? What do these women need? And creating an itinerary and a plan, I had so many ideas and creating a vision was not something that came that difficult to me. However, Putting it into action, executing it felt a little bit overwhelming, to say the least. So I made the decision early on 
that I was going to hire an event coordinator. Now, part of me, my money scarcity definitely came up thinking, oh my gosh, if you, but you could probably just pull this off yourself. Like you don't need to hire it out. You can save that money. And I thought to myself, no, no, no. Money is abundant and hiring an event coordinator is an act of self-love. To me, hiring an event coordinator really was an act of self-love. And now on this side of things, it was the best gift that I could have ever given myself. I think one of the big reasons why I had so much peace and ease the day before and the morning of my event and all throughout my event was because I knew that I had a beautiful vision and I knew that I had enlisted someone, hired someone to help me put that vision into action and I had total trust in her. Her name is Dana. Hi, Dana. She does listen to the podcast and I just am so, so grateful for her. She also far surpassed my expectations and went above and beyond so that I could just be present. I could show up to all my events and just be present and really pour into the women without having to worry if I had the gift bags there for my speakers or if the catering was coming on time or if the people that were dropping off the letters were there or if everything was placed or if the room was cleaned up and ready for the next day. I could be totally at ease because I had given myself the gift of hiring an event coordinator. And I want to encourage you that if you ever plan to put on any kind of event at all, I don't care if it's your wedding, a birthday party, a retreat, a conference, if you are someone who does not enjoy the process of planning and executing an event, I want you to consider, seriously consider outsourcing that coordination. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was the best gift ever. Do you have a side hustle or a business that you're ready to take to the next level? In my opinion, one of the most valuable assets as a business of any size, whether you're just starting out or have been hammering on for years, is a website. Whether it's a simple landing page with just the basics or a full-fledged site with a blog and store, having a place where people can search and discover you online makes your business immediately look more credible. If it's the fear of having to fork over thousands of dollars to a professional to build one for you that's holding you back, I have a little secret for you. You can build your own website today without any knowledge of coding or fancy schmancy tech skills using Squarespace. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. Not only did I build my own Coach Kaya website, but I also built my family's Twistleman Ranch website, the Backroad Cowgirls Digital Series website, and countless more using Squarespace's simple, easy-to-use templates that made it a breeze to get a website launched and ready to welcome new customers. Time to take that business of yours to new levels. Click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Squarespace today. So planning it and coming up with a vision was simple. It was one of my favorite parts. However, I think the hardest part for me in this whole experience was the selling, was the selling of the retreat. And I think part of the thing about selling a retreat or really selling anything is you have to sell yourself on it first. And I think when it came to me, pitching my retreat, something I had never done before, an event I had actually never put together. You know, it took a lot of trust for these women to say yes to my first time event because I had no evidence that I could pull it off except a deep belief in myself that I could. But what I noticed when it came to selling this retreat was my own money mindset, my own scarcity kind of slipped in into the back of my head and it got me thinking, no one's going to pay money to be here. No one is going to invest their time or energy into coming a retreat that I'm putting together. And I noticed so much of my own insecurities coming up through this process. And it was hard. It was hard. And putting an event together really showed myself so many areas that I myself have to work and grow through. This was a growing and learning process for me 
1000%. And I think the selling of it was the hardest part for me. When I was originally planning this event, and maybe you guys remember hearing in the promotion of it, maybe not, I had originally planned on 36 women. I'm going to bring 36 women to my first ever retreat. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And you know how many tickets I actually sold? A third of that. And I'm going to be totally upfront and honest with you guys about this. It sent me into a deep shame hole. It sent me into a deep entrepreneurial shame hole. And I was devastated for a while about it. I was really hurt. And I think what was so interesting is how life brings up so much of our own inner child stuff. And the best way that I have to describe what it felt like was it felt like I was throwing a birthday party that nobody wanted to come to. And my inner child felt sad for a while. But people did want to come to it. 13 women from seven different states wanted to come to it. And me sitting in this place of thinking, oh my gosh, nobody wants to be here. I didn't sell all the seats, is doing a disservice to the 13 women that were meant to be there. And what I realized in this process is that I didn't actually want 36 women to be there. It would have been an entirely different experience for me and for the attendees if I had actually sold 36 tickets. And the feedback that I kept getting over and over again from the attendees was, I'm so glad it's small. I'm so glad it's intimate. It wouldn't be the same if it wasn't. And I got to believe that it was meant to be that way. It was meant to be small. It didn't stop the hurt, the personal hurt, or I guess it was more a personal feeling of failure that stung so bad, but I wouldn't change it. I would not change it at all. Now, that said, this is a lesson learned in the planning process. Sometimes when you're planning an event, giving away so many details up front, my thought was this is going to make them so excited, and I think it did, but also it kind of backs you into a corner when you're planning something. If you sell on all of these details and promises, then when the event comes, you have to deliver on all of those details and promises, and it was freaking phenomenal. However, when I was planning my event, I was planning for 36 women and only 13 came. So I ended up actually losing money on this event. And I'm telling you this not because I want you to to feel bad or, or because of any reason like that. I'm telling you this because I think it's helpful when we're super transparent. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. I can't believe I'm losing money on this big event that I put so much time and energy into. And y'all, I would invest that money lost a thousand times over knowing what I know now and having been through this freaking transformative event. When I talked to my accountant, he actually told me, and this made me smile and gave me some relief. He's like, well, you know what they say, you got to spend money to make money. And I believe that that investment was worth every single penny and I would do it all over again. I would do it all over again. Now that said, I would probably do a couple of the planning things a little bit differently to make it make sense business-wise, but gosh, it far exceeded my expectations. You know, when I think about the highlights of this retreat, I think something that was really, really special and unique about it was I had 13 women from seven different states. I was the second youngest person in the room the entire time. The youngest person was 20 years old and the oldest I think was 65. We had a wide, wide range of women in all different walks of life, of all different ages, in all different seasons of life. And my mom told me, she's like, you know, it's kind of rare to be able to have an event and experience like this that is able to be so impactful for women in so many different seasons. 
But I think it was so freaking beautiful to have this diverse cross-section of people because we learned so much from one another and we were able to pour so much love and encouragement into one another. And the theme that I really gathered from it for all of these women was it seemed like every single woman in that room was in the middle of a transition period in their life. This retreat came at a time when they needed it. Maybe they were transitioning into their first career or a new career. Maybe they were empty nesting. Maybe they were going through a divorce or going into retirement or wanting to date again after grieving. Every single woman in that room was going through a transition. And even though we all live such vastly different lives from one another, there were the most beautiful connections and the most beautiful similarities that came through even such a small group. I think what I've learned in this process is that bigger does not always mean better. Bigger doesn't always mean better. And I tend to want to go big all the time. I want to do more. I want to be more. I want more people, more, more, more. And having gone through this, I actually think that small and intimate is extremely, extremely important. The relationships that were made from this event are deep and rich. And the beauty of having a small group is that it's too small to have a click. We're all the girl gang. Every single one of us is a part of this. Nobody fell into the shadows. Everyone was able to be seen, to be heard, to speak up, to be loved on. And that is the value of having a small and intimate retreat. In fact, I feel that so deeply and so strongly that I've already decided that if and when, let's be honest, when I host another retreat, I'm going to keep it small intentionally. No more than 15 ladies. That's what I'm thinking right now because I loved it. I loved it so stinking much. That said too, you know, some of the most beautiful moments from this week were the conversations and the connections. And I think a lesson learned from this experience is that you don't have to plan every minute or every hour of a retreat. I think some of the most valuable things that these women got out of it is the network and the being able to sit and talk with one another. And I think moving forward, I'd probably insert more downtime without planned activities just to give those attendees time to foster that beautiful connection and friendship. So that was a big lesson learned. Don't plan every minute of every second and leave white space for connection and relationship building. I think some of my favorite moments from this retreat really happened when I was seeing the ladies connect with one another. One of our speakers, my friend Nora, she did an incredible session on relationships and the secrets to building strong, happy, healthy relationships. And that starts with your relationship with yourself. And at the end of the session, we all got to really think of and imagine our highest self, basically create our own Lady Gaga, our own Beyonce version of ourselves. And we even had to give her a name. And it's a tool for us when we're in those moments of self-doubt or fear, we're able to step into this higher version of ourselves. And on the second day, I had everybody turn their name tag inside out and write down the name of their highest version of themselves. And when we had a dinner party that night, I told everybody to come to the dinner party as the highest version of themselves. And my event photographer and my dear friend, Shelby, while we were eating dinner, one at a time, we grabbed each of the women to do a photo shoot. And I got to coach them through this incredible photo shoot of them just embodying their most confident selves and coaching them through posing and dancing and getting such fun pictures and being able to see their face light up and really 
embody that confidence that is already existing within themselves, the power, beauty, grace, strength that already exists within themselves, but really seeing them embody it was such a beautiful moment for me. And after dinner and after delicious dessert at the Madonna Inn, we sat down around the dinner table and one at a time, I asked the women to share their biggest, boldest dreams out loud with the group. And it gave me chills. It gave me total full body chills because these women, many of them were giving themselves permission to dream again for the first time in a long time. And putting your dreams out into the world, whether it's saying them or putting them on a vision board is powerful. It is so powerful. But being able to see them tap into their confidence, reconnect with themselves and begin believing in themselves again, I have no doubt in my mind that every single one of those dreams that was shared at that table can and will come to fruition. And that's huge. Gosh, it's huge. You know, I don't want to sit here and recap every single moment of the retreat because so much of it is just for our group to share. It's special and it was a safe space. But I could talk about this for hours, hours and hours and hours. But what I know to be true is that when we step into our power, when we lean into fear instead of running away from it, when we trust ourselves and our intuition and we learn how to love ourselves deeper, it gives other people permission to do the same. And that's what this was. This was a place for me to bring myself after doing so much hard work and bring in the tools and resources and speakers and activities that have helped support me and continue to help support me and share those with this incredible group of women who are ready to invest time, money, and energy into themselves and say yes to life again. And the ripple effects of that, they're going to make huge waves, not just in the lives of these women, but in the lives of the people they touch, their kids, their partners, their loved ones, their work. These women are freaking phenomenal. They're so freaking phenomenal. And to be able to see them learn to love themselves deeper again was so powerful. I think one of my big takeaways from this event is that we all have fears, all of us. Even when you look at people who you think they're afraid of nothing, they're fearless. They go for their big dreams. They, they do the hard stuff. They seem so confident. All of us have fears. And what I realized from one of the activities we did is that a lot of our fears are universal. We can feel so isolated in them, allowing this fear to hold us back. But I think when we realize, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not alone. These other women are carrying that same fear or similar fears. It helps us take our power back from it a little bit. And not only that, but we never know the hard things that the person next to us is carrying. We can make so many assumptions about how put together someone else is, how great their life might be, but we never know. It's so easy to feel alone and isolated in our own struggles and our own pain and our own fear, but there is so much freedom and peace in knowing that you're not the only one. And that's what this weekend gave us. It gave us the realization that we're not alone in this beautiful, messy journey of life. And that no matter the struggles, no matter the fears, no matter the shame, no matter the downs, there's lots of ups too, and we can find joy in the journey together as a community, as humanity. That's what connects us all. Ever thought about having your own podcast? From one podcaster to another aspiring podcaster, I think you should totally go for it. Your story and wisdom deserves to be shared. And the good news is you don't have to go it alone. Full transparency, my podcast would not be possible every week without the support of my incredible podcast producer and manager, Jill Carr. 
She helped me bring my vision to life by helping me handle all the behind the scenes tech to launch it into the world. If you're looking to take to the mic and launch your own show, but the tech logistics and launch process are leaving you feeling overwhelmed and intimidated, I can't recommend Jill Carr Podcasting enough to support you. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about her services and how she can help bring your podcast vision to life. You know, my hope with this retreat is that it was a spark. I do believe that transformation happened in that room. And I'm not the only one that believed it. I had the ladies sign a guest book, which I highly recommend if you ever host a retreat or an event, have a guest book so you can remember the incredible people that were there. I'd love to share some of the feedback that some of these women shared. Elle said, I can't tell you how much I needed this. To be surrounded by so many amazing women lifting each other up, I feel like a new person, transformed. So much closer to the me I need and want to be. Thank you so much for your time, effort, and beautiful energy. Mm. Transformed. Transformed. Three days. Can that really transform you? I do believe that it can, but not alone, not just in three days. This retreat is a spark, a spark that begins the transformation, a catalyst for true lasting transformation. Along with the tools that these women learned, they can take this back to their lives and fuel that spark until it turns into a fire that's burning deep within them. That's what I believe this retreat can do. Jenny shared, wow, this retreat has been a godsend to me. Thank you doesn't even seem good enough. It came at the absolute perfect time in my life. The speakers were great. The food was delicious. And most of all, the relationships have already blessed my life in so many ways. Thank you for being you and sharing with all of us. I freaking love you. You are a beautiful soul. You know, it's wild to be able to say after being perfect strangers just a few days before that I truly and deeply love each and every one of these women. And I truly believe that they deeply love one another. I think the other thing that's so powerful about a retreat is it allows you to remove yourself from your own life, remove yourself from your current environment, whatever that looks like in your home, in your work, in your community, and immerse yourself in something different, something new. It helps you reconnect to who you are separate from everything else. And it also allows you to bring your guard down and allow yourself to be fully seen. There were things shared in this room at the retreat that I know that these women probably don't share with the people back home with them. It gave them a safe space to be seen and heard and understood without any judgment. And that is powerful for connection, for growth. Jess shared, I don't even know where to start to explain how much this weekend has meant to me. You have truly changed my life. This weekend has been more mind-blowing and exceeded all expectations. I'm so grateful that you chose to share your struggles and your gift with the world. Jill went on to say, I cannot think of any words to truly describe this experience. You're right in telling us that we wouldn't leave this weekend saying, oh, what a wonderful three days. We're all leaving with new life and positive thinking skills to change our lives going forward. I can't tell you how much I loved it. And I love you. I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful for every single woman that decided to say yes to themselves and show up. I truly believe that each and every one of them were meant to be in that room at that exact time. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud of the women who are ready to do this work for themselves, to invest in themselves in a big way. And I'm so proud of me. Yeah, I am. I'm proud of myself for leaning into the fear, the self-doubt, 
the discomfort, the many ups and downs and growing through it and showing up with a full heart, full of love and authenticity and honesty. And I'm really, really proud of what I created. And I told myself before this retreat that I would not promise myself or anyone else that I would ever, ever, ever do another one again until I went through one. And I think my husband was hoping that I'd get it out of my system, but I'm sorry, babe. It is deep inside of my system. And I don't think I have any choice but to do this again, not just for other people, but for me. This alignment feels way too good. And the transformations made were just way too great. I think this is what I was meant to do. And if this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I'd love for you to join me at a future retreat too. Now, I haven't posted any dates yet, haven't made any decisions on when or where they're going to be, but it's going to happen. And I'd love to have you there. The In the show notes, I have a waitlist page. It's coachkayacommunity.com forward slash retreat waitlist. That's coachkayacommunity.com forward slash retreat waitlist. If you hop on the waitlist, I promise you, friend, you will be the first to hear when and where the next Climb Women's Retreat will be. Are you ready to transform your life? Are you ready to experience a retreat that will help you fully step into your power, tap into a deep sense of confidence, and live the life you've been dreaming of while also giving you deep, beautiful friendships and connections with a girl gang that will empower you the entire way? Yeah, I know you do. Go ahead and visit coachkayacommunity.com forward slash retreat waitlist, and I hope to hug you in person soon. I love y'all. See you next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.